SE16, presented by ICTV, your home for everything sports and entertainment. It starts right now. Good morning, afternoon, evening, or late night to all of our listeners out there whenever you are tuning in. That's why I used all the different forms of the green. I'm Jonah Stuccio. Thanks for explaining that, Jonah. Yeah, and alongside Salty Steve Altieri, as usual. But today we're switching up a little bit. Uh-oh. Matt, Matt Rahemba's not here to join us on the show, so we have our Ooh. talent scout and social media director, Jack Kemner filling in. Jack, welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm just happy for the opportunity, fellas. Yeah, he's, this is his first for on, being here. Yeah. First on-air experience on the SE16 podcast. I hope he gets a lot out of it. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we will see indeed. Let's get started. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get started here. Well, um, before we get okay. started. Let's hear it, Steve. What do you John, got? do you want to gang up on him? Just the, this entire time? Kinda. Just tear him apart? Kind of. I'd like to see you try. I'm feeling All it. Right. I'm All feeling right. It. I'm All right. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. So what are we getting started with then? Uh, well, let's talk about uh, your Red Sox. My Red Sox. My semi-Red Sox that I, I root for. The Red Sox? The Red Sox. The baseball team yes. from Boston. Yes, let's talk about them. What, what did they do this past week, Steve? All right, so the Boston Red Sox made a move signing a Cuban infielder. He's 19 years old. That's how old I am. That's younger than I am. Yoan Moncada, he's 19 years old. They gave him $31.5 million. Jeez. This, that's a big deal for a 19-year-old big guy. Deal, he's going to be in the minor leagues. We know nothing about him, only what we've been told. Here's the thing, though. What's the virtue of signing these Cuban prospects? Is it a good deal, or do we think they're going to blow up in the Red Sox face? Because this is the second one they've signed in the past little bit, and it's a lot of money to be putting in for a prospect. I think it's. I think it has its benefits, and I think it has its negatives. All right. You know what I mean? You look at people who have done the same, similar uh, signing people straight out of Cuba. Yasiel Puig, Raldis Chapman, Yoannis Cespedes. All these players have come straight out of Cuba right to the major leagues, and they've made an immediate impact. Yes, they have. And the Red Sox just signed Rusty Castillo, I think. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, they just signed. He's supposed to be in the outfield. He tore it up in AAA when he came over after last year. So there's... There's benefits, but then the negatives are is you look at a guy like Yuan Cespedes, you you pick him out of Cuba, but when you get him, you're paying him four five year deal, forty five fifty million dollars, and it's he's twenty eight already. And, and that's the difference with this signing, though. You're getting a nineteen year old, which is yep. why um, yep. John Henry, the owner of the Boston Red Sox, said earlier that this signing was good for his team because they haven't had a top prospect. Mm-hmm. They don't get top draft picks. They don't because they've been good for year in, year out ever since they bought the team. They get this guy. This is like getting the first pick of the draft. That's what the owner of the Red Sox was saying. All right, look, guys. Locking down one of these Cubans, it's great, all right? All right. Look, they're great players. Obviously, we've seen it from Ian Cespedes. You know, teams are throwing all these money at guys, trying to get them for so many years, but it makes no sense. If you look Quite right no now. No sense. No sense. All right, if you look at the Hold top, that thought. It makes a lot of sense because <laughs> they make six, a lot of money. Top six contracts in value right now the MLB. Okay. It's ludicrous. Giancarlo Stanton, he's number one all-time. 13 years, $325 million. It makes it's no sense. Let's go to money. number three and number four on the list. It's Alex Rodriguez at two different teams. All right? 
in 2008. He signed a 10-year, $275 million contract. What have the Yankees gotten out of that? And he look, didn't at play, look at what's He didn't play now. half a year for injury. He played a full, he missed a full year because of steroids. All right, now he's he'll be struggling to make the team now that he's been reinstated, and he still has four years left on that contract. It makes absolutely no <laughs> sense to sign these guys for a ridiculous amount of time. They're not guaranteed or anything. They could get hurt. They have to pay so much money. It's outrageous. But here's the thing. There's no... There's no salary cap in baseball. It's just I don't care well, they don't as s- a fan of the Red Sox that John Henry's giving this guy a lot of money. There's no salary cap, but they, can, they they're going to run out of actual money. They need money to spend on other guys. I don't care that there's no salary cap. They need money. Okay. <laughs> well, they're making money. They clearly have plenty of it because they never— If you give me evidence that Giancarlo Stanton is worth $325 million in 13 years, I will completely agree with you, but there's no evidence to back up that claim. <laughs> he is— Wait, he plays you, for the Miami Marlins. I, I, did Sam come I, straight out of Cuba? I, I, Do you no, know? He didn't. But I, com- I completely understand the argument you're trying to make here, but 13 years is a long enough period of time that inflation is going to become a factor at some point. Where $325 million now isn't $325 million then. We'll see if that's actually something that becomes an effect but I think overall the way a lot of these guys have performed in Major League Baseball have made a positive impact for their clubs early on really shows that it's it's a worthwhile investment yeah I mean Giancarlo Stan he had an MVP like season last year and got hit in the face with baseball and he was out for the rest of the year so I don't really know we haven't really seen much of him he's only he's 25 so you know he's been in the major leagues for a while he came in straight out of high school in 2010 so I don't know if you should give players like this a lot of money I don't know if you shouldn't or whatever I that's whatever the teams want to do if you have the money to do and you really really want this guy really bad I mean it also comes with uh, these Cuban players go in a auction like style so if you want the player you're gonna keep bidding up on them so and that that brings up a different point how fair is it oh, to have not point not fair these not, guys not fair getting huge amounts of money and then if you're from the United States you have to enter the major league baseball draft you have to follow all those rules of how much money you can make. It, it, it's there's a discrep- discrepancy there. Well, they need to put some kind of cap. It's ridiculous that teams can throw so much money. I mean, my, I can't even, I can't even imagine three hundred twenty-five million dollars. That's ridiculous. I don't know what this, what the Red Sox contract was, but Stan's making three hundred twenty-five million dollars. I can't imagine that. Who's gonna say no to that? I mean. God, yes. They have so much money to throw around, and there has to be some way to regulate it. It can't just be teams throwing out these absurd fantasy numbers at guys. I mean, when you really get down to it, it's not that much money. There's going to be incentives. There's going to be money taken away. Um, but still, it's outrageous. Any team can pretty much put any number they want as long as they have the money. Well, if you think about it, the M- Miami Marlins have a payroll of about, what, $55 million, $60, that, that, $60 million That contract year, that Giancarlo Stanton is... More money than I think the Miami Marlins ever thought they would spend on anybody yeah. ever because they don't they don't give contracts like that. They don't make enough money. Exactly. Right, they don't at, fill up the seats at their like new the Yan- stadium. Take a look at the Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, all those big uh, big city teams. They have the money to do that because they're in a high market. You know, the Red mm-hmm. Sox and the Yankees and the Do- They can go out and sign whoever they want whenever they want because they have endless amounts of money. And like Jack was saying – is it smart? Is it not? It depends. It depends on if you have enough confidence. You know, you said that we don't really know much about this 19-year-old. And, you know, it kind of makes me think of that uh, 
National Signing Day when BYU kind of signed the random guy from Indonesia that there's one video of of nine seconds. So you don't really know what you're getting, and you take the risk, and I don't know if 50 45 $40 million is worth the risk. Mm-hmm. I, I completely <laughs> agree. So are we going to move on from this now? I don't know, Jack. Do you have anything else to add? You're, you, you, I, actually, I think we're in agreement here. We, we are it's in agreement. Right. Okay, we are in agreement. Well, Jack, I don't care that you agree with me. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you. You should have oh. come out with more facts than that. You produce hold that thought. You should know how to argue. Hey, on, I, I had nothing to argue. If I had something to argue, up. you'd know. You would know. Let's move on. Step it. All right, all right, we're going to move it on, and we're going to go to our usual aliens versus you're keeping the baseball run. But, Steve, for the new listeners out there and for the old listeners, remind them, what is our game that we've been playing the last couple of episodes? All right, so week in, week out, here's what we're doing. Aliens come to Earth, challenge the world to a game of baseball. That pew, pew, You get pew. to pick one player at each position to play from one individual season. So... For example, our starting pitcher, we argued, we each had a different pick. It ended up being Pedro Martinez. We've gone around, we came up with our catcher, we came up with our first baseman. Now, we're moving on to second base. Well, well who's our catcher? Who's our first baseman? Catcher, we settled on 1971, yeah. Johnny the, Bench. For the folks at home. Yeah. Let's let them yeah. know. 1971, 1970, My bad. Johnny My Bench. bad. Come on, My Johnny. bad. And who's our first baseman? Who, who did we agree on? Who did we agree on? Did, did we say Lou Gehrig? Uh, I think we settled on 1927 Lou Gehrig. That was Ni- my pick. 1927 my pick. Lou Gehrig it is. So now, second base, and because he's the newcomer, the he freshie. gets to go first. Jack, who is your pick at second base? All right, here we go. I'm going to dazzle you guys here. <laughs> dazzle. We're going to go back to 1924. All right, wow, 51 years ago. The booming This is 20s. back. You could take a dollar, and you could buy... A huge steak dinner back in 1924. That's a fact. You can back. <laughs> is it a fact? Yeah, that is a guaranteed fact. Do you want me to look it up right How now? How many ounces of steak? Here's the deal. Roger Hornsby, 1924. Ooh. All right. I see you. Yeah, he played for the Cardinals. Get this. Get it. Batting average, 424 over a full season. 507 on base percentage. 696 impressive. slugging percentage. That is impressive. That's 89 really impressive. walks, 227 hits, 121 runs. Rogers Hornsby, 1924, <laughs> greatest season for a second baseman of all time. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to take that, and I'm going to up you one, and I'm going to up you by about 25 years right after right after World War II. All right, let me we hear had, it. We had this guy. I don't know if you guys know this guy. Um, his name's Jackie Robinson. Do you guys who's, know? Who's who's that? Do you guys know Jackie Robinson? Have I've never heard, heard of him. You guys ever heard of Jackie Robinson? Once or twice. Uh, what? Maybe three times. But all right, he's this guy. Maybe maybe three times. Yeah, he's this guy. You know, he broke the color barrier in the MLB. Number forty-two. Yep. Uh, he played for the Brooklyn Dodgers, not the Los Angeles. Number Dodgers. numbers retired, by yeah. the way. And the no whole, one can wear number forty-two anymore. Yep. The last person to wear it was Mariano Rivera. Mm-hmm. Yep. So nineteen forty-nine, Jackie. Robinson. You know, his numbers weren't great. It was his best batting season, 342. Uh, he won his first MVP award that year. He was an all-star. He had 37 stolen bases. He had 16 home runs. He had 203 hits. And he had 124 RBIs. That's a lot of RBIs in 156 games. So That's quite a bit. You know, it's not really the it's not really the stats aspect. It's the fact that it's Jackie Robinson. Also, the fact that he went through that entire season yep. being hated on by everybody. Mm-hmm. But before I give you my pick, I need to just point something out. And okay. uh, Mr. Jack Hempner, the newcomer on the show, said in 1924, <laughs> $1 would buy a nice steak dinner. The value of $1 from 1924, this is, remember, before the Great Depression, 
the value of $1.1924 today is $13.47. You can't buy a nice steak dinner for $13.47. I don't That's know where you're going. That's not a nice steak dinner. <laughs> it looks like we're what going ab- to Ponderosa, guys. What, what about the potato that comes with it? This is a dinner. This is an experience. Everywhere I go, that's included. I'm yeah. not paying extra for sides. That's too nice. I didn't say an excellent steak what, dinner. I said a nice steak dinner. What about a Caesar salad? Would you we're pay hearing, extra for a Caesar salad? We're hearing from our producer 30 bucks for a good steak dinner. I, uh-huh. I, well, it well, depends you know, where right. you are. It depends right. if where you are. If we're rating steak, if we're rating steak like Ron Swanson steak rating, yeah, okay. where are we at? Like, What is good steak on a scale of 1 to 10? Like 10 is like Ruth Chris like, like up there. Like best steak, steak of the year. And then like 1 is like what you're getting from the frozen section of the Hungry Man. All right. I would, are we talking price? Yeah. For that much? Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. Well, we're, we're, we're at thirteen forty-seven, or we're good. Well, let's say we're good rank. Ten is like the best of the best. You you could get a two. You could get a solid two for thirteen forty-seven. A solid two? Yeah. Wow. That's that's not that's good. That's, that's not nice. Three no Look, you know what? I take it back. I take the one dollar thing back. You take ten dollars back to nineteen twenty-four. You're buying yourself a heck of a steak dinner. All that's right. That's true. That's um, true. That's actually, true. just looking this up right now, the average steak dinner. Today is seventeen dollars, yeah. and so thirteen. Not that far off, and I had no far, facts behind me. <laughs> not that far off, but thirteen forty-seven is less. And you said fact when you said it. Quote fact. You I can, already you can took rewind it back. This I already took it back. You can rewind wait, wait, the program. Wait, wait, what kind of steak are we talking about, though? Just the this, average, is, this is an average steak dinner. This is okay. an average in, of everything. All right, Lloyd, okay. in, in so, some of these events, I said a nice steak dinner. It was my mistake. All right, guys? <laughs> I got excited. Wait, wait, okay, wait, 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 it wait. happens. Hey, hey, it happens. Is it a coincidence that mistake has steak in it? Oh, oh you're stretching. Oh, beautiful. You're reaching, Jonah. Beautiful. That That's was, That was a stretch of a pun. I'm I'm ashamed to be sitting at this table between <laughs> I think, a liar I think we should and get, a guy who would do a pun like that. We should so get funny. back to the baseball. Let's get back Let's to the baseball. Let's get back to the baseball. I have some stuff to say about Rogers Hornsby when you're finished this. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Roger Hornsby, and we've got Jackie Robinson. Rogers, there's an S at the end. I know there's an S at the end. Okay. I just said it wrong. We all make mistakes, not just you. Let's hear your pick, please. All right, 1975, uh. we're going back to it, the big red machine, Joe Morgan. This is a this is a year that they won the World Series. They beat the Red Sox in seven games, including game six of the World Series they lost, which is regarded as either the greatest or one of the greatest games ever played. In 1975, Joe Morgan had a 466 on-base percentage. Mm -hmm. His OPS was around one. He won the MVP. He was an all-star. And he was a tremendous defensive talent as well as a leader for the Cincinnati Reds team that dominated the decade. That is someone you want on your team, someone who can who can play very well defensively, could be a leader for the team. You'd pick Joe Morgan over Jackie Robinson? Yes. Okay, hey, let me, <laughs> let me just jump in. You Bold. mentioned that his OPS was around one. Uh-huh. Yeah, in 1924, Rogers Hornsby was 1.203. Only, it's only been topped by Mr. Babe Ruth, Mr. Ted Williams, and Mr. Barry Bonds. Wait, wait, wait. I don't okay. know if you've heard I, of either of those three names. Those three names, by the way, are my three greatest hitters of all time. So all right. that's that's impressive. What was Joe what was Joe Morgan's on base percentage? Uh, we're talking about OPS. That's oh, on base percentage plus slugging. I'm not sure if you were aware Sorry. of that. OPS, what was it? What <laughs> was it? Thanks for enlightening Jonah. OPS. Uh, you're welcome. It's also for the listeners back home, but it was point nine seven four. Point nine seven four. Uh, okay, Jackie Robinson was point nine six. Okay, but here's the deal about 1924. You all right? Here's the deal. We're taking we're taking a walk back to 1924. 1924. Back when a uh, steak was <laughs> a nice steak was one dollar. This this is when Babe Ruth was playing. He led the league 
in batting average, on-base percentage, slugging percentage, OPS, runs. But are we talking about hits, Babe Ruth? Walks and doubles. No, this is Rogers. Oh. These are all of the categories that he led the league in. All right? He cared so much about batting. This is a fact right here. He neither smoked nor drank, followed a strict workout regimen, and he refused to read or go to the movies. But he we're talking about shot. one game. That is, All right. One right. game. Yes, that's the kind of you leader don't, you want on you your don't, team. Steve, you said, Steve, you just said the greatest game ever played. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> he sets the example. This is him in his heyday. All right. 1924. He didn't have a great home run hitting season. He won the Triple Crown in 1922 and in 1925. But in 24, he led the league in not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight, but nine statistical categories. Offensive statistical categories. How good was his defense? Joe Morgan's considered one of the greatest defensive second basemen of all time. Where's where's your stats backing you up, Jack? This is a test. Where are right your now. stats? You can, you don't have defensive stats. Look, the guy didn't make a lot of errors. He was a machine, as I mentioned before. Uh, all I know is I'm going to defend Jack on this one and uh, Rogers. Nine eighty six. Rogers Hornsby was doing this doing this with uh, Babe Ruth also in the league. Just so you know. Uh, yeah. Did he have to? Did Babe Ruth pitch against uh, him? Babe Ruth was no, no longer a pitcher at no, this point. No, but Dazzy Vance did. Who's Dazzy Vance? Dazzy Vance. Dazzy Vance. I don't know who this is. You don't know who Dizzy Vance is? He played. No. Oh, my goodness. Let me let me give you the top uh, Do you want me to name everybody who played the game of baseball in 1975? There's good players saying, in every single if, era. If anyone's wondering, um, some of the pitchers that led the league in wins, strikeouts, and ERA in 1924, Dazzy Vance, Sloppy Thurston, <laughs> Burly Grimes. What I mean, names? We got some great names. Look, if you have to contend with those names <laughs> while batting and put up those numbers, you've got to be a pretty good batter. Yeah, those are those are some. Oh great, my! Those are sloppy. Emil, wow. sloppy. <laughs> but okay, I'm sorry. That has no effect on the game of baseball. I'm just gonna can I just say there's a guy in 1924 who pitched named Stan Bumgardner. Jonah, you Small picked world. Jackie Robinson. I'm just you are to doing he's nothing already, to defend yourself. He's already yourself jumped onto here. my bandwagon. So already, it's I, two on one. I just, I'm just ganging up on you now. Wow, I thought that went. That did not go the way I thought it would in <laughs> any way, shape, or form. And I'm done with this. So what we're going to do is tweet your votes at us. Who you think? Is the great had the greatest individual season of a second baseman? We all got time. 1924 Rogers Hornsby. We got 1975 Joe Morgan. And my pick, the one that's obvious because it's Jackie Robinson. 1947 Jackie Robinson. But you Don't. didn't back up your pick, Joe. Salty. I said Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. You said Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. We all know who he is. He wore the number 42. Now I'm going to defend the Rogers Hornsby pick. Wait. Wait, you just had in, a crazy Boston accent that it, came out when you got mad. You did. Yeah. And in Jonah's defense, <laughs> Jackie Robinson, that's self-explanatory. You don't need to get into yeah. the statistics. We all know who Jackie Robinson <laughs> is. Oh, all right. Yeah, come on, Steve. If you don't, you're losing a lot of credibility in the show, and you don't have a lot to begin with. <laughs> Jack, you haven't been on the show before. You don't – oh, my – okay. Now, we're going to move on to an event that I'm looking forward to that I've been waiting for for a long time. A lot of people have been waiting for for a long – for a long time, Mayweather versus Pacquiao, I like May second. What do you guys think? I think it's one of the going to be one of the greatest days in sporting history. Mayweather Pacquiao, and then he got the Kentucky Derby, and also you have the first Red Sox Yankees game of the season. 
And, that uh, sounds like don't a forget, good we're going to be watching all of these on Kendall Day. Yeah, sorry. So it's going to be quite Here the day at for Ithaca College. college we have a good day, Kendall Day, May 2nd, but Manny Pacquiao, yeah. Floyd Mayweather. I wanted to see this two years ago. I wanted to see this three years ago. It would have been why, better two or three years why ago. Why now? Like, well, it's almost look, like this too is, late. This is, the biggest, this is the biggest thing in boxing since the thrill in Manila. All right? Mm-hmm. All right. This is, this is gigantic. I'm not a boxing fan. I've never watched boxing Neither in my I. life. I plan on watching this match. I will. I would pay $100 to watch this match. Really? Which yeah. is what they're counting hey, on. Hey, here's a fun fact. If you want to sit in the front row to watch this, wherever it is, the MGM Grand, I yeah, think. Yeah, MGM, MGM. You have to have a credit line of at least $250,000. That's a lot. You have to, have, you have to come in what? with a credit line of at least $250,000. That's just to get an opportunity to buy a ticket in the front row. Wow. That's well, how much this means. For the sport, uh, for U.S. culture... For Filipino culture, <laughs> for everybody's culture. Also, a big another big thing. MGM Graham also has rooms. They're also a hotel and resort. Uh, and on cool May second, story, bro. May second before the fight was announced, prices for one king bedroom were two hundred dollars. They skyrocketed and tripled, and then some. They're up to like seven hundred and fifty dollars per room. Yeah, now. you just need to look at those stats. I mean, this is more than boxing. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is. Yeah, this is a cultural phenomenon. <laughs> it's money I don't know, this five what, years but, in the making. Floyd Money Mayweather. He's, he makes so much money. He has but not lost a fight. This would have been a he bigger deal when fight. Manny Pacquiao was at the top of his game. Floyd Mayweather is thinking, oh, now Manny Pacquiao is getting a bit older. He's exactly. not going to be as quick. That's I'm exa- bigger. That's why they didn't fight is because That's, Mayweather knew he'd lose. He was scared. I don't care how it happened. I hate that. I don't care how it happened. He did it. He's doing it for the money. He's clearly doing it for the money. And there's going to be no drop. You know what? They're probably waiting two years. Probably they're going to get more money from this. All right? It's a smart marketing move. Yeah, true. He was scared. That's probably why he didn't want to fight Pacquiao in the first place. It's still going to be a great boxing match. They're saying online that uh, this fight could possibly be the first sporting event to ever break a billion dollars. Just one sporting event. Wow. One game. That's outrageous. Or that's, match. That's ridiculous. And, I, you know, people have been waiting for this for so long is that they're going to pay that $100 for pay-per-view. They're going to pay for all the merchandise. They're going to pay for the rooms and the hotels. They're going to go to Vegas. Just the surplus and constant flow down from every – Imagine the business that all the people in Vegas Still, are going to get. The thing is, here, everything. Just imagine we, everything. We have over two months until this match. I right? I say, why put it on pay per view? Why not just run it? Maybe some network can buy it. They'll make all their money back on advertisements. It's it'll be the Super Bowl part two. I don't get why I have a show on pay per view. So many people want to watch this. That's smart. All boxing shown on pay per view. That's just the way they're. No, they I know make it their is. Money. I'm saying there's two and a half months till well, this fight. Well, you think about and it. Make there a are change. billions of dollars. Right now, in the mix, <laughs> all right? You could Billions. make a change. I'm saying this is the match that you could change the landscape of boxing for. I see you. I see you. Get it to a wide audience. I'm, how many people watch the Super Bowl? It a could lot. be the same Millions. thing. Millions. I don't care. I'd watch it if it was Moms free. Moms that can't stand watching, punching, don't let their kids watch, they're going to watch this if they can. Well, the thing about UFC is, is I used to like UFC back in the day, but I lost interest in it because I didn't have enough money to buy the brutal, fight every brutal week. Brutal sport, by the yeah. way. Oh, never watched it. I I have. And you know, how no. would you know it's a brutal sport if you never watched it? Seen the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So I, I bought one fight when I was in seventh grade. It cost me fifty bucks. All right, that's all I had for like the whole semester. That's like two report card savings added up. All right, that's a lot of money. Wait, you report made, you made money for report cards? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see. Uh, 20 bucks if I made it on highest honors. So Did you always like, make it on highest honors? Every quarter. See, every quarter. See, hold on. You heard <laughs> it here first, folks. School's in Oswego. 
Very easy. Um, <laughs> Oswego, not Oswego. Come um, on, I just give us some I credit. Just, I just want to say the rest of us just uh, got good grades because we were supposed to get yeah. good grades. I was, positive I was reinforcement from mom and papa or Stusha, all right? Yeah, positive my positive re- reinforcement was not getting punished for having bad grades. All right, you know well, what I got? No, you know what? My parents went so far, I got straight A's. They would get mad at me for the comments that said I talked too much. <laughs> the straight A's didn't matter. I would still get berated. My mom got um, mad at me for I, that once. My, my parents cared more about the comments yeah, than the same, Yeah, same. me too. But we're, <laughs> we're digressing quite a bit here. Okay. Manny Pacquiao, Floyd <laughs> my Mayweather. Foot stuck in the, my foot's stuck in the stool. I can't get it out. All right, so you guys at home can't see this, but Jonah is physically <laughs> stuck. Take, I can't um, get out of it. Take your boot off and then pull off. the boot off the He's other fine. There's nothing wrong. Folks, I talked him through it. Thank God I was here. I don't think Goodness. Matt Rahembo could have come up with that. Um, Pleasure to have him. I'm class. pretty sure he could have. But moving on, Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather, May 2nd, check it out. We'll be watching. We'll be fight, talking fight about Fight of it. the millennia. Fight of... I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't pay $100 for it. Fight of something. That's guys, all oh, I can say. This is the one question. Would Actually, guys, yeah. Let's go. How much would you pay to see this fight? Yeah. How much would you pay to see this fight? Uh, if, if, if you if were my, watching it by yourself. By myself... 20 bucks but yeah. i've got five roommates it's uh, if the five of us roommates. all throw it on 20 bucks the five of us live in this yeah. apartment if all five of us throw in 20 bucks and it was priced at a hundred dollars we would watch it benelli you're saying 30 our producer ryan benelli says 30 jack what would you pay honestly i know i was hyping it up and in like a big crowd but if i'm just watching it alone 15 dollars max yeah, I'd say 15, 20 bucks max. Right. That's, right. you know, that's... We're in agreement again. This wow. has got to be a record. This is, this is amazing. I'll stream kick, it online. Kick Matt Rehemba off the show because he never agrees with me. <laughs> um, so, well, now we're going to break down, finally, we're going to move on from this to our top five. We're bringing it back from da, last da, semester. Da, 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 da. Salty's top five. Today, top five... Guilty pleasure songs. You know what? I'm just gonna say we've already done this before, but it was just so good we had to bring it back. Yeah, I think it's. I think everyone needs to hear it again. Yeah, everyone needs to hear it again. Well, I switched it up this time too, so we've got some new songs on here. Number five, Smash Mouth, All Star. Oh, that's not a guilty pleasure. No, that's, that's, loves that that's song. Not a, that's not a guilty. That's pleasure. why it's number five. Oh, I need a new number five. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'll move on. Number four, <laughs> straight into it. I want it that way, the Backstreet oh, Boys. Oh, my goodness. You cannot go wrong with the boy bands of the like 90s. The boy or the boy bands, bands of, of the today. 90s. Break it down. One Direction. Yeah. One Direction. One Direction. you going to say I'm it sorry, three Jonah, times. Jonah, you're way too obsessed with One Direction. Number three, Don't Stop Believing. That's not a Journey. guilty pleasure song. You don't That's know a guilty, guilty pleasure song. See, everyone loves See, Don't Stop what Believing. what you're naming right now is all of your favorite songs no, that you are I embarrassed to listen yeah. How? Why are you embarrassed to listen to... Uh, what, don't, don't stop, stop believing. believing, Steve. Your taste of music—if if it was popular ten years ago—it's your favorite song now. Well, don't stop believing is a fantastic song, and it's not. And, and everyone agrees. Yes. And everyone it's, agrees. The guilty pleasure songs like Jack. What are you telling me in the hallway? Other. What's your okay. guilty pleasure? Hold Here's, on, I need to say my okay, top okay, two. Okay, okay. With then we can end this discussion right, for right. good. Number two, Breaking Free, High School yes. Musical. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. Who doesn't love listening to I love that, that song? song. I Troy, jam it. Oh my Troy goodness! Bowen. Zach Efron in that movie. He's a heartthrob. He's a heartthrob. That came out when I was in fifth grade. That that probably defined middle school for me. Middle school. I wanted to be Troy Bolton. It was. I wanted to late sing. elementary school. I wanted to play basketball. Me too. You guys were in what? Yeah, sixth grade when it sixth came grade. out. Yeah. Yeah. No seventh. Seventh. No uh, sixth. Nope. Sixth. Unless sixth. you were late to the party. I was, Jones, no, I Jones was not. Always I was not late because I got the soundtrack for my birthday. And now moving on. The number one. The number one guilty pleasure song. Vanessa Carlton, 
a thousand miles. Oh my goodness. Who doesn't love to belt out that song at the top of their lungs at any point during the day? I wish I had the guts to do it as I walked everywhere, but I don't because it's a guilty pleasure song. And that's my top five guilty pleasure songs. Boom. Right, well, well, let's disagree, Jack. Let's disagree yeah. with Steve. Let's let's jump in. First off, <laughs> a thousand miles, a guilty pleasure song. Please. I had a very good friend. All right. Basketball <laughs> prospect. He's PG in this year. Went to high school with me freshman through junior year. All right. This is a cool kid. All right. People <laughs> he's cool because him. he plays basketball. Yes. He's a very good basketball player. All right. This kid, Lorenz Thurman. Wait. Just wait on it. I'm Definitely waiting. Definitely going D1. All right. He would blare thousand miles he would sing along to it probably every single day yeah but and there that's was what we call swag swag the definition Steve, of swag Steve, is if you're able to do something that people most people consider guilty pleasure and you just made you that up make on the spot. it cool you just made that, that is the definition of that's my definition of swag i forgot so to mention the song saying, fireflies oh fireflies owl city Owl oh City god, Power. I love that. Firefly. That was that was a guilty pleasure in middle school. I'll give you that. I listened to it. That was like a popular song. But, everyone listened to yeah. it. Yeah. Right now, oh man, I would listen to that. I would play it at a party. Love Fireflies. <laughs> that takes me back. All right. There's nothing guilty about no, that. No, a guilty I think, pleasure song is like me, like in One Direction, man. Every single yeah. song by One Direction. Okay, it, so I, Jonah's top five guilty pleasure songs One Direction. One Direction. Jack, do you have any that you want to mention? All right, so <laughs> obviously oh, also High School Musical. I I put I put the entire first soundtrack of High School Musical, High School Musical two, not terrible. Great. Music in Me was a good song. That's that's right, a guilty pleasure right. because the movie was so bad. Yeah. Number three, a joke. It was the worst. Uh, oh, it was a good no. movie. Oh, good I movie. Didn't, I didn't watch oh, number goodness, three. No. I, it but, broke my heart, dude. Here, it broke let's, my let's heart. just get down to it. Number two, guilty pleasures right now. Blank space, and I say it's a guilty pleasure, but I. That's sing one of the it most popular the songs I in America. Yeah, but uh, look at me. All right, I'm not the kind the of guy. Pe- the viewers can't see you. Taylor They're Swift. listening. They the do- viewers know me. The, they listeners, know you. the listeners, listeners. You said viewers, so you're arguing with yourself. How much was but, a stake in 1924? <laughs> oh my goodness! Number it was one, a number one guilty pleasure right now. Style by Taylor Swift. Wait, 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 and wait, wait, I wait, say wait. it's a guilty pleasure, but it's not guilty. I was singing that in the green room yesterday. You can ask anyone. That's not a guilty pleasure song. But you it's yell still at me. a guilty pleasure. Then- Do you guys know what style is about? Yes, is- Harry Styles. Yes. Who is Harry Styles? We talked Tell about us. that in the green room last. Night. It is the lead singer of One Direction. I, oh, get that. It so, all comes back. I uh, I just went home last weekend, right? Eight yeah. hours in the car, so I heard a total of ten songs. Mm-hmm. That's what the radio is. Night changes like ten times. Great song. Loved it. Great Didn't song. even know it coming in. I'd heard it like one time. It's a great song. Wow. I do will I love ad- Night Changes? I, I will admit, I will admit, I'm actually a fan of Night Changes. So it's a great song. You can't tell me their new album is not fantastic. It's, I've it's listened to fire. one song it's, and I liked it. When you plug it into the aux cord, the car but lights look, on look, fire. Look, nothing, nothing compares to what makes you beautiful. And honestly, that might be one of my guilty pleasures. That should have. Right. That's, just, if you, that's just too old. Oh, I, I don't know. Oh, you, watch, oh. you watch the music video, and you that's don't just, know you're beautiful. What? But now he didn't even know One Direction sang "Night Changes." It's such a good song. People don't even know. They're just like okay, the, fantastic. They just they we're just rambling on here. We we're are, digressing. We are, we are. Here's what I'm gonna say for producer Ryan Benelli. Say shout out to Chris suck. Serrano, for Jack Kempner and Jonah Rasuccio. Matt Rambo hopefully will be back next week. He's not I'm on a Steve Altieri. Just ditching. This is the SU16 Podcast. Tune in next time. Thanks for stopping by.